You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. And boom goes the dynamite. We are back on The Pipeline Show. We're going to have a 2020 draft spotlight segment now. And my guest comes from the WHL, which means it's an in-the-dub segment. Stay up to date on everything happening around the league uh, by uh, going to dubnetwork.ca. Bookmark it and visit uh, every day. In fact, you can subscribe to get your daily dose of the dub and it'll get emailed right to your inbox. My guest is Jake Neighbors of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Jake, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me on, Guy. No problem. Uh, and I've actually been uh, looking forward to having you on for a while. A big year for you. You're playing well. The team is playing well. I think everything is going pretty much according to plan, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. I think coming into the year, we had some uh, expectations as a team and obviously personally. And, uh, you know, so far, like you said, it's going pretty good for us. Right now, the team in first place in the uh, in the Eastern Conference and uh, right there at the top of the standings in uh, the entire league. A uh, bit of a cushion between yourself and Lethbridge, but things are, can change so quickly in this league. You really can't afford to take a night off, can you? Yeah, no, for sure. I think, uh, especially in the division we're playing in, I think every night we got to be on top of our game, and uh, we still got four games remaining here against Lethbridge, I believe. So. Yeah. Um, you know, anything can happen in those games and they can tighten it up on us uh, pretty quick. So uh, we got to stay on top of our game and, and just keep winning here and, and try to expand our league or our lead and or uh, just hold it where it's at. Yeah, pretty busy weekend, too. You got uh, a game on Friday. You got Medicine Hat on Saturday and then those Hurricanes on Monday. But you can't look past Regina. I mean, those are two points that are just as valuable as two points against anybody else. Yeah, I think anytime you're, you have the opportunity to get two points, you want to, you know, take that opportunity and um, I think just because of where Regina's at in the standings doesn't mean we can take them lightly. I think, you know, they work hard. They're a lot like a team like Red Deer, and they're going to come out and push you physically, and, and we got to be ready for that and, and make sure that uh, we get two points. For yourself, Jake, second full year in the league. You did play 11 games in your uh, previous season before uh, last year, before your full rookie year, but um, you've already blown past last year's numbers. I know last year you, you missed a, a chunk of time due to injury, but what were your expectations coming into this year in regards to the amount of numbers you thought you could put together? Is this what you expected? Are you exceeding your expectations, or do you still have more to go, do you think? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, obviously there's always room for development, but um, obviously with, you know, the amount of guys that we had exit last year that were big scorers for us, I think it was important for me to come into this year, um, you know, knowing that I'm going to get a bigger role and kind of embracing that, and I think I've done a pretty good job of it. um, as far as where I'm at right now, I, I'm happy with my numbers. I think I've maybe exceeded, you know, um, where I thought I could be this year for sure. And, um, you know, so that's that's good to, for the confidence uh, for sure. But, um, you know, I still think I have more untapped potential. And, you know, I'm trying to release and maybe become more of a consistent player um, in the league every single night. So, um, you know, there's definitely, you know, more room for growth. And uh, But for sure, I'm happy with where I'm at and the numbers I've produced. Now, I, I'm spoiled because I get to watch uh, the Oil Kings uh, all the time, uh, so I know the answer to some of these questions. But for the audience that doesn't have that ability, uh, who have you been your line mates for the, the most part this year? Yeah, I think kind of um, for the most part, I'm playing with Riley Sawchuck for sure. And then um, as of late, about just before Christmas and after Christmas, um, it's been pretty consistent that we've had Dylan Gunther on our wing, and us three have worked pretty well, I think, so. Yeah, you got a, a seasoned veteran like Sawchuk, and then the uh, the young rookie in in, uh, in Dylan Gunther. Expectations pretty high for him uh, next year, and and his in his WHL career, you almost find like you're taking on a bit of a a leadership role in regards to him and helping bring him along a bit. 
Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, you know, Dylan's a very mature kid and, you know, he knows his game and what he needs to do every single night. But I think, you know, there's obviously some adjustments for every single player that's, you know, stepped into the league. And um, I've been here for Dylan to, you know, help him out with any questions he's needed or, um, you know, just, you know, being a nice guy in terms of making him more comfortable at the start of the year and, you know, maybe some new faces for him. So, um, but yeah, I think he's done a heck of a job stepping up and, and you know, being a big time producer for us. And um, he's having a heck of a rookie season and, um, you know, he's a great guy in the room as well. So um, he's doing great things for sure. Jake Neighbors is my guest. He's a forward with the Edmonton Oil Kings. This is the 2020 draft spotlight segment. And uh, I told you before we started that not everybody that's hearing this interview right now will uh, be WHL fans and, and may have never seen you play. Uh, but come draft day, they're going to want to know who Jake Neighbors is. So let's get some uh, background, if you don't mind. Jake, where are you from? Yeah, so I'm from uh, Airdrie, Alberta. I grew up there um, until I was about 13, summer of 13. I moved away to Kelowna, played a year of hockey in Kelowna, and came back and was in South Calgary with my father. And I played uh, my midget year there with the Calgary Buffaloes. And mm-hmm. um, ever since, I've you know been with the Oil Kings. And uh, yeah, for, yeah. Have you always been a forward, Jake, or at any point during your minor hockey career did you find yourself on the blue line or, heck, even throw the pads on uh, once or twice? Yeah, I think I played goalie maybe in tight with no pads on. But, um, <laughs> no, I, I played defense actually for, you know, a couple of years when I was uh, probably in that age of seven to nine. I think I played hockey and or I played defense, sorry. And, um, you know, I was pretty good at it in terms of rushing the puck. And that was kind of the idea that, um, you know, I'd switch to forward and see how that went. And ever since, kind of just took it off from that point and um, been a steady forward from that from then on. So, take me back to the Bantam draft uh, and tell me what that day was like for you. I've, I've talked to a lot of players on the show, and you know, some of them got to stay home from school. Uh, a lot other others would be at school and just following along on their phones or something. What was a uh, draft day like for you? Yeah, for me, I was uh, actually playing in a tournament in Philadelphia. Um, I had a bunch of, you know, highly touted Western League hockey prospects on my team. And we actually had a game that, that morning. So we didn't really know where we were going to be at. We, the game was done when we, we got to about the 15th pick, if I remember correctly. And, uh, you know, most of us on the team have gone already. And uh, it was pretty cool when I got off the ice and saw my family and just gave them a big hug and, you know, kind of felt accomplished. Uh, you put in a lot of hard work during that season. I mean, all you play a lot of hockey to, you know, showcase yourself and try and get yourself in the best possible um, situation you can. I think I've done a good job of that. I couldn't be happier with where I am now. So um, obviously it means more to more and more to me every single day as I, you know, enjoy my time here at the Oil Kings. And But yeah, for sure, it was an amazing day. Now, you're a Calgary area kid from Airdrie, but, uh, you know, close enough to Calgary to say that you're from that area. Uh, pretty healthy rivalry between uh, Calgary and Edmonton. So what did it mean for you? What was your initial reaction when you heard it was the Oil Kings? Was part of you like, oh, man, I got to go to Edmonton? Or, I don't know, were you excited about it? I think I was super excited about it. I never really had, uh, you know, a big uh, support, you know, stand for the for the Hitmen themselves. So, um, you know, I was super happy when I found that I got to go to Edmonton. And, you know, playing Rogers Place, obviously, is a part of it. And, um, you know, I think ever since almost I've been here, the rivalry's kind of picked up a little bit. Some of the guys said it, it wasn't much of one before, but, mm. um, you know, it's really picked up lately and, uh, you know, over the last two years. And it, it's been super exciting for me to, you know, get to play those super meaningful games and high-intensity games in my hometown and have a lot of family and friends there to see it. Um, it's something special. It's fun. Now, Mark Pesek, I remember telling me he w- he grew up a Calgary Flames fan and obviously cheering for them behind enemy lines here as he was an Edmonton kid. 
What about for you as an NHL uh, fan? Uh, who was your team uh, as a youngster? I was the same. I was, uh, you know, kind of across enemy lines. I was an Oilers fan growing up. Uh, most of my family is from Saskatchewan, so they kind of had the choice on what team they wanted to choose for. No team being out there, and um, you know, all of them have been Oilers fans. Um, from my grandpa's great grandpa's all the way down to me, so um, it was kind of just gifted to me almost. But yeah, I've been uh, I've been Oilers fan um, from day one, and uh, you know, still am now. So. So a little extra special. You get to play in the same building, and uh, I'm, I know you're not uh, hanging out with them on a daily basis, but you might cross paths with them every once in a while uh, at Rogers Place. That's got to be pretty cool. Yeah, it's super cool for sure. I think uh, the whole idea of you know cheering for a team your whole life, and then all of a sudden you're right down the hall from is pretty exciting. And um, you know, I think you know you almost grow accustomed to it when you're playing in this building. But you know, you kind of take take a step back and. Um, you know, just remember your your days as a kid and how much you love this team, and it's pretty cool for sure. Now, for fans who have never seen you play a game, uh, how would you describe yourself? Give me a, a bit of a self scouting report on Jake Neighbors. Yeah, I think I'm a two way power forward who, um, you know, plays with a, with an edge in his game and brings a lot of physicality as much as I can. And but at the same time, I I think I possess skill and um, you know, vision to make plays and and score goals as well. So. Um, you know, I think the biggest tangible to my game is kind of that physical aspect and maybe being a bit of a pest out there sometimes. But, um, you know, I, I think at the same time, I, you know, I skate well and um, I can get around the ice and make plays. And, um, yeah. 5'11", about 200 pounds. Is that, are those accurate numbers? Well, 5'11 and a half, I think 194. 5'11 and a half. You got to throw the half in. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's on a bad hair day. <laughs> yeah. When you're looking at the rest of this season, between now and the draft, uh, lots can happen, obviously playoffs, things like that. But are there parts of your own game that you're still trying to hone and, and uh, to, to work on the most to get prepared for the next level? Yeah, I think, you know, like I said earlier, there's always uh, um, room for growth. And um, I think for me, what came really clear for me early in the season, which was kind of what made me special and, you know, what separated me from other players and, um, you know, I think just perfecting that craft uh, over the season is something I, you know, I'm going to continue to work on and making it more effective and, and making it consistent as well. I think the type of game I play, it's not going to be there every single night, but, um, you know, finding a way to, to make it there as much as you can and, and being an effective player every single night um, is something I'm definitely trying to work on. And, um, you know, obviously skating, shooting, um, strength, all those things need to be developed to play at the next level. And, um, you know, I think there's growth for every player out there and obviously for me as well. So, um, you know, the biggest thing for me is continue to grow and, and just keep getting better. Now, big season for you, obviously, that it is your draft year and started way back in August for you getting to play in the Holinka Gretzky Cup. What was that opportunity like getting to go overseas and represent your country? Yeah, super special for sure to get to, you know, fly over there with 20 guys and, you know, put on that jersey and, and you know, those guys are such high-class guys, high-class players and, um, it was super, super uh, good experience for me to get over there and, you know, meet some new faces and maybe uh, reconnect with some old ones. And, um, you know, like I said earlier, just kind of throwing on that jersey is something special every single time. So, um, you know, it was a super cool experience for me, for sure. No points, though, in the tournament uh, in five games. And stats don't always, uh, you know, tell the whole story. How did you feel about the way you played there? Yeah, I think uh, I think I had a different role there. I don't think necessarily points was something I was focused on there. And, yeah. Um, you know, we had guys like Byfield, Perfetti, Lapierre, and uh, you know Jarvis. They were going to score the goals, and I think you know that's something when you play for Hockey Canada, you're going to have a different role almost every time. And you know, I took pride in being a leader and um, you know playing a strong 200 foot game and and being physical and blocking shots. And I had a heavy PK role, so 
um, you know, obviously I think, I think I did my part well. And, um, you know, obviously numbers are something that, you know, I like to bring as well. And it would have been nice to, you know, on a couple goals there or something, but, um, I think overall I, I had a steady tournament. I thought I wasn't bad to any sense and, um, obviously could have been better, but, um, I didn't think I was horrible or anything like that. So. No, the reports I got were that even though there was no production, you were one of Canada's best players uh, in the tournament. And the fact that you can play any, anywhere in the top, uh, you know, in the forward group and, and take on any responsibility, being that sort of Swiss Army Knife player, uh, that's pretty valuable. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, in that tournament, I had a taste of, you know, every single role. I, um, you know, got a couple shifts on the power play, maybe if I was lucky and, <laughs> And then, uh, you know, played in a, on a really good line with Byfield and Jarvis there for the round robin for the most part. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, that was pretty special, two high-end players. And, you know, we had success for sure. And um, and then I got, you know, moved down in the lineup a little bit to try and create some more offense. Maybe we were slumping a little bit. And, um, you know, played with really great Jean-Luc Foody, which, you know, is a, a hell of a third line. So, um, you know, it was a great experience for me. I jumped all around and obviously, like I said, played that PK role and being flexible is something. I take pride in and I think it's very valuable as well. So, Just a couple more minutes with uh, Jake Neighbors here of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Uh, the draft, uh, I guess, we're, what, about four months away. Uh, do you spend much time thinking about it? Because, you know, I, again, I talk to a lot of players, and some guys say they don't want to think about it because it could be a distraction. Other guys say, I want to see where I'm ranked. It's a bit of a motivator. What about for you, Jake? Yeah, I think uh, for me, I'm more of a guy who's just kind of focused on what's going on here in Edmonton and what we're doing. and. I mean, obviously, I'm going to look at the rankings and things like that. But, um, you know, no matter where you are, I think you got to be hungry all the time. I think, you know, if you're high, you want to stay there. If you will, you want to move up. And uh, so whatever way you put it, you're going to, you want to stay hungry. So um, for me, I'm just focusing on what's going on here. And I think, you know, maybe a bit earlier in the season when you're talking to teams and um, it's in your brain a little bit more. But, you know, now that we're getting down to playoffs, uh, they kind of leave you alone maybe a little bit and let you focus on your club and, um, you know, so I'm really starting to, you know, try to perfect my game here and uh, tighten things up here um, around the dressing room uh, to go into this playoff stretch here. So, There's really no question if you're going to get drafted, so there's no pressure that way. Does it matter where? Like if you're a first-round pick or you're just inside the second round, is that a big difference in your mind, or is there something about being a first-round pick that that's a, a goal you want to achieve? Yeah, I think obviously it's a goal for me to go in the first round. and um, You know, it's obviously pretty special to go in that in the first round there and, and you'll be recognized like that. But I think at the same time, if I slip to the second uh, or the third, I'm not going to be upset about it. Um, you know, I think I've done what I, what I can to make a name for myself and, um, you know, make myself a highly touted prospect. And, um, you know, I'll just be thankful for whatever team, uh, you know, puts a draft pick on me. So um, I think for me, just the biggest thing is, uh, you know, going in there with an open mind and knowing anything can happen. And, um, you know, you're going up against, you know, 200 players almost that are the best in the world so um you know if you're going anywhere in those you know top two rounds is, is something pretty special so excellent jake i really appreciate your time uh, enjoy the conversation uh, i enjoy getting to watch you play too you're uh, you're an easy guy to cheer for put it that way certainly wish you the best of luck thanks for your time thanks key appreciate it there's jake neighbors of the edmonton oil kings and uh again uh, i'm i'm not going to claim to be unbiased on this one, but uh, I really like Jake uh, as a person. I think he's a terrific player. I think if he is there in the second round for somebody, they're going to come away with a really solid pick. I think he's first-round caliber. Uh, myself, I know there were questions about uh, his offense and would that come around. That was in the first you know, 20 games of the season. 
Uh, and then as he started to work his way up the lineup, now he's on the top line. That offense is there. Uh, I know I was given the, the gears to uh, a scouting friend of mine who uh, said, you know, I, I just don't, he's got to bring more offense more consistently. And then he went out and had a four point night that very night. Uh, so that was, that was good timing. So I was giving the gears to, uh, to my buddy there, but uh, Jake neighbors, I think he's a terrific player and will be a terrific NHLer. I've drawn the comparison to Ryan O'Reilly. Now O'Reilly's a center and, and neighbors, well, he can play all three positions, but predominantly uh, a winger. But when I use that comparison, I'm thinking power forwards who aren't like 6'3 and 220 pounds, um, but can obviously contribute offensively and have that leadership caliber, that leadership quality. And Ryan O'Reilly was a second-round pick. So uh, if Neighbors happens to be a second-rounder, I think that's um, somebody's going to come away with a a real, I'm not going to say a steal, uh, but I think a, a very solid prospect in uh, in Jake Neighbors. All right, one more segment to go on this week's episode. We're going to hear some bonus audio. Uh, Cam Moon had a conversation with uh, Brent Sutter, the head coach of the Red Deer Rebels, on the morning of Game 1000 uh, behind the bench for the Rebels. A nice milestone there for sure. Uh, so I wanted to share that audio. We'll hear that when we come back. You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Keith Flaming. Down the left side. Pass over to Ashton. Oh, what a stop! Darcy Kemper. What a gutsy performance this evening at the NMAX Centrio. This is Cam Moon, voice of the Red Deer Rebels, and you're listening to The Pipeline Show. There's a lot of people with disabilities that can't just go out and find a job. So we set out to create a business to fill those needs, one stick at a time. The Store Next Door gift shop is a Yarmouth-based manufacturer and retail outlet store. So we make great ideas that any of our employees come up with, and we reuse and recycle as much as possible. Our most popular item is probably our hockey furniture. We take broken hockey sticks and turn them into different products. We go through a lot of hockey sticks. A lot. A whole lot. Considering that it's only been a year and we're shipping internationally, I think that that's been a huge success. Most people's reactions are, wow, you do this here. We don't accept can't here. Everyone here learns in different ways, but we want to give everybody every opportunity to find exactly what works for them. There's nothing better than when a customer buys something and then one of our employees say, I made that. They have meaningful lives and build things they can be proud of and get a paycheck for it. I'm Amy Acker and we change lives one job at a time. 